What is up, Fathom fam? Welcome back to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast, where we talk faith, life, and following Jesus beyond Sunday. We are here today with you with a very special episode. We're calling it a bonus episode. It was actually recorded back in August when Pastor Kyle and Jackie first started the podcast. So laugh along with them as they figure out how to host a casual, engaging conversation uh, for one of the very first times. We know you're really going to enjoy this. They're going to talk about healthy relationships within the body of Christ and what it looks like to be in healthy relationship with one another here at Fathom. We hope you're having a wonderful December. We can't wait to see you at our Christmas Eve service and then for our online only service on December 27th. Uh, We love you so much, and let's jump into the podcast. Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you are, whatever time of day you're listening to this. We are so excited that you are joining us. Sorry, I'm losing my voice, apparently. (laughs) Um, This is Fathom Beyond Sunday, where we engage in lively conversations. Um, Lively. Lively. Lively could be, yeah, lots of things, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Just not put you to sleep. So not good night, that kind of good night. Exactly. Good night as in we're glad you're here. Buenas noches. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there you go. The Spanish do it right every time with their greetings. And the siestas, right? That's yeah, <laughs> we need siestas. There's a lot of things I love. Uh, I just, anyway, I, I'll start talking about Mexico. And <laughs> yeah, there love, we go. Let's. I love her Hispanic culture and <laughs> we'll be off on another tangent. Slow it down a little. Yeah, <laughs> let's that... let's save our tangents. Yes, <laughs> tangents in the, pro- in, the <laughs> yeah. in the intro already. <laughs> Lively meaning all over the place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our brain, <laughs> our mind go. palace. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um. So this is Fathom Beyond Sunday, where we engage in conversations to help you go deeper in your walk with Christ throughout um, the week and beyond Sunday. Uh, yeah, today, absolutely. Yep. And, and I'll just add, I just to set this up, maybe this first one, that this is kind of the heart of this, just to get into some conversations, because one, we really feel like that's how people learn. Mm-hmm. We learn so much through conversation, even more than just one-sided conversation, this Yep. Being able to just process things together is so healthy. And so hopefully giving people a dynamic for them to be able to have those lively discussions yes. off air. Um, but also to, to to take our faith, just making sure that it's impacting our, our, our Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, just throughout the week. It's not just a Sunday kind of attendance thing or viewing online thing, but it's, it's every day, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot when we walk out our faith and when we do these things that, you know, it's it's imperative that we bring it beyond Sunday. And this is one way that we can help you bring it beyond Sunday. Yeah. So just to kind of set you up, uh, everybody listening, kind of what this is going to look like for the coming weeks is um, really, I I usually preach most weekends. Sometimes we'll have other guest speakers. (laughs) um, You'll speak or somebody else will speak. And um, we'll just take whatever's being talked about on Sunday, whoever it is speaking, if it's me or whoever, um, and you're just going to pull out some things from that that really yeah. like stick out to you or things that you're seeing within the body of Christ that really we need to explore more yeah. and then bring those to the table for just conversation and help us process those things. And even with the culture, like what things are going on yeah. in our world. And, uh, so it's going to be, going to be a fun, fun time. So we're super Woo. looking forward to it. So go ahead and subscribe, <laughs> like, and share. We'll just, <laughs> subscribe, like, and share. We're going to get good at saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to be a promo queen by the end of this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this week, we talked on Sunday, um, we went through Hebrews 10 again. Exhaustingly um, <laughs> for three weeks, right? Hey, I have enjoyed it. I almost yeah. decided, I was almost like, we're going to walk through this particular passage of scripture and just, uh, <laughs> like, and just talk through it. Like how, yeah. how would, when you read the scriptures, and we, we'll probably do this another time, but yeah. how, when you read the scripture or how, when I read the scripture, yeah. how do you start to pull things out? How do you look at it and how do you... I would, um, I would love to do that. I know, yeah, me yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. I would love to do that. So, so I mean, we'll do that. <laughs> Today, you know, as I was preparing for a message this weekend, which I'm super pumped about, um, yeah, you, you just we just have a love for the scriptures. I yes. think uh, I, I would love to do that just because, you know, when you passion like leaks off on people yes. and, and that gets transferred mm-hmm. and, and so... Um, yeah, let's do that. Let's put that yes. on there because just like every like every verse, like every word, mm-hmm. You, you, mm-hmm. we just hang on that. We hang mm-hmm. on every word, yes, because it's the truth. And what know? does it and, mean? Like yeah. what 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 hidden treasure is there beneath the surface mm-hmm. of what the 
the translated word is for it, you mm. know, because there is something deeper beneath all of it that, yeah. you know, yeah, that's so, so there cool. we go. Cool. <laughs> so you're thinking about doing that, but we're going but somewhere else. But we're not else. doing that. Right. Good. <laughs> um, so today we talked, so Sunday we talked a lot about being a family, the, how the body of Christ is a family and one how big dysfunctional, yes, <laughs> one crazy ball of mess where we've right. got the, you know, we've yeah. got the crazy cousin over here and the staunch one over here mm-hmm. and we're somewhere in the middle trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when we were talking about that, I began to think about what is family? What does it mean to be a family and how does our relationship with God frame that family. And I Mm. thought, you know, in our culture today and how our culture is so dysfunctional in so many ways because of sin and because of the weight of what we are living under, Mm -hmm. a lot of us don't even know what family looks like. And then I also want to, as we go through that and kind of define those things is to also talk about, um, the aspects of what a family does for one another. You know, we talked about exhortation on Sunday and how it's not just, you know, high fives and, you know, handshakes. It's, it's also, you know, spurring one another on. It's also like correction and Mm -hmm. discipline and things like that. that Yeah. That's part of family. Yeah. It's that are hard. At least healthy families. And so I wanted to kind of talk through the how and the why of that as well, mm. because it is imperative to our walk with Christ that we have those people in our life and that we, we view family from a, from a biblical standpoint yeah. rather than a worldly standpoint. Yeah, my, my first thing on Sunday was expand your view of family mm-hmm. and we don't yep. have time to go into that entire <laughs> thing. Cause it's a whole theology of absolutely family. Um, and you're right. It starts with, God the Father, yeah, and our adoption as sons and daughters, yep. which is um, is comforting and terrifying all at the same time, <laughs> because we have to leave everything we've known in our family. Like yes. when we got married, and the pastor stood up there and mm-hmm. said, "Right, you'll leave your mother and father and <laughs> cleave to your husband. You be two shall become one." Yep. And Paul said that the church and the marriage relationship are a lot alike. Yes. Um, in that Christ has joined himself to this bride. Mm-hmm. He's the groom and we're the bride. So there's all these mixed metaphors here. But um, there, there's that, that joining. We have to leave our family of origin. Yep. Right? We, and we don't leave them. Right. We don't leave them per se, but in a sense that we... We, we, our identity is really built off of our identity in Christ. Yes. It's yep. not built off of, you know, even as I, I love to, I'm so thankful to be a Nelson to the mm-hmm. family lineage I've been given. My deepest part of my identity now is not that I'm a Nelson. Yep. It's that I'm a son of my father mm-hmm. and I've been adopted into his kingdom. And like, that's deeper. That's deeper than that. Even though I, I, I don't have to like reject that, but I, I can't, I can't, I have to, I have to, you know, res- but there, see, are, I, I'm, there yeah. are things in that, that you have to reject yeah, about absolutely. your family and about your lineage. That is, you know, there's a deeper level there mm. that we can talk about, about like generational curses right, and things all. that like our family lineage has, have, has brought on to us. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a conversation. Yeah, for it's a different day. conversation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But... <laughs> There is a lot that we have to let go of in our mm-hmm. physical earthly family in yeah. order to gain yeah. the heavenly family. Yeah, so it really starts with this adoption theology and that we've been adopted as sons and, and daughters. And then and then we can know, okay, we're a part of a family. We're not isolated. God didn't just save us. He, he has saved <laughs> us alongside of many brothers and sisters in this wild and crazy family that is the church and you know the um one early church father the actual origins of this phrase and um the iterations of it um, divert into different um types of phrase- phraseology but um it, it's attributed to to tertullian most times that the church is a whore but she's still my mother yep <laughs> right so there's god the father i've been adopted by the father 
and then I've got this this mom who's got a lot of baggage. It's right, it, yeah, and, it, and so th- th- that's you know people go back and forth on whether that was exactly how I quoted it or it's been misquoted or whatever. But it's I Hosea. Think, yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, that's I mean that's I the one of the I have two tattoos. One is a stupid one, and then one is Hosea. It's a butterfly. Oh no, no, it says "Say Lovey" on my wrist. Okay, okay. <laughs> which <laughs> sorry which, for anybody who has butterfly tattoos. I'm not saying that's a stupid <laughs> tattoo, but 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 I find like a lot of women that's their first tattoo is, is a butterfly. Right? You know all the God all bless dolphins. The butterflies. Yeah, so. <laughs> but hey, I mean it's just a cliche tattoo. Yeah, but the you. other one is Hosea two nineteen and twenty. Yeah which is, I will betroth you to me in righteousness. I will betroth you to me in justice. I will betroth you to me in loving kindness. Oh, gosh, no, I'm not going to remember it. That's why it's written on your body. Exactly. <laughs> like, don't forget it. It's written on my back for that very reason. Yeah. But he's like, I'm going to, you are my bride. Yeah. And no matter, like, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, mm. you're always going to be mine. And I'm going to put my yeah. myself and my attributes in you there's there's a lot of like gnarly crazy things in the old testament that god asked the prophets to do but that's a crazy one it is you know when we would talk our kids off of a ledge you know Absolutely. doing this for those of you that don't know that it's really a story about this prophet hosea who uh, <laughs> was trying to get the attention of people god was trying to get the attention of the people and really he called hosea to go marry this woman named gomer which is just an amazing female <laughs> feminine name gomer and so he goes and marries her and she's a prostitute she's a harlot and she is unfaithful and and it, their whole relationship god just tells hosea to be faithful to her and yeah. you know and just really shows him how unfaithful we are towards god how unfaithful israel had been towards god and and the thing that i think i love the most about hosea is it's not just that he's faithful and he remains it's that he is constantly going back and getting mm-hmm. her. Yeah. It's not this like, oh, well, I'm going to wait. And when wait, she comes yeah. back, it'll be fine. You know, no, he is. He pursues her. The Lord tells her, go and get her mm-hmm. and bring her back out of that life. He doesn't, God doesn't allow her to remain in that sin. He sends someone to get her out of it every single time, yeah. even when she chooses to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a vivid image. So um, anyway, I, I diverted us off with that crazy <laughs> quote. But um, but it's true that, uh, you know, I think as we are adopted, as we come to know that, as we try to do life with our church family, our brothers and sisters, um, we realize that that's a lot messier yeah. than just saying yes to Jesus and now everything is rainbows and butterflies. Like it's going back to butterflies. Butterflies will be the, the <laughs> title of this Butterflies. Yeah, there you go. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, that it's just it's just not that simple. It's it's uh, a lot messier than that. As yeah. are our families. Like if you mm-hmm. sit down and talk with anybody, um, y- you know, everybody's got a messy like messy parts of their family. You know, whoever yeah. we think has a perfect family, you, we're we're so mistaken. Like yep. we don't know. Uh, about the addiction we don't know uh, about the fights we don't know about uh, the mental health things we don't we don't know we don't know all the things that have gone on behind closed doors and so um well you know it's it's funny because I've had I've had several friends tell me like oh your marriage is what I want my marriage to be like and I'm like if you could see behind closed doors, like <laughs> we have our own set of mess, you yeah. know, that I'm, he is not the cleanest person on the planet. I am not the most patient person on the planet. Yeah. Like there, there is its own like mess. Yeah. Now I love my marriage and I think yeah. we have a really amazing marriage. Yeah. He is my best friend. And yeah. you know, if, if other people could have that, like I'd love for that, yeah, you know, but but we have our own issues that we struggle with. We are we lack perfection a lot. <laughs> and it's one of those things where I think, you know, I I want you to see what it looks like on the inside so that mm-hmm. you can know that what you're what you're doing is good. Yeah. You know, like yeah. keeping God in the center is the only thing that's going to make it. And, and I just think so so I, the word I had to look up the word um disillusioned mm-hmm. here not to long ago because I realized I was using it a lot and I'm like, am I using that in the right way? <laughs> I hate it when that happens. You're yeah. Like, Wait. <laughs> so I just got to double check because I talk a lot in front of people. And <laughs> exactly. Somebody's going to be like, really that's really stupid. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to <laughs> look up the word and it's really that 
you thought it was one thing mm-hmm. and then it turns out it's not. And, yeah. and that's, um, that's my translation of it, <laughs> but, and how disappointing and the heartbreak that comes with that. Mm-hmm. And that's really what's happened in the church. That's what's happened with a lot of people yep. who have gotten saved and, and we have not, and I think, <laughs> Here we go. Um, it's because we have not presented the full gospel. Yeah. That, Amen. That is includes the like suffering. That includes yep. the sacrifice. Yep. But it's been really what happened in um, in Rwanda many years ago, um, which is a head only gospel. I mean, there was missionaries that were there. And they were, were saving everybody because everybody's like, do you want to get out of this hell that you're living in? And everybody's like raises their hand and they're like, yes. And so everybody's a quote unquote, everybody's a Christian mm-hmm. now. They didn't offer the full gospel of what it meant to walk in discipleship and this life of, right. of, of meaning. And so what happened in just months and years time, the, the tribe started killing each other. Yep. Christians, <laughs> quote unquote Christians. Right. You know, and, and. And so that was family, right? That was the same people group, the same tribes, you yeah. know, just adjoining dry tribes. And so um, it, it's it's really messy. And so I think we become disillusioned when we thought it was going to be this one big, happy, perfect family. So having conversations like this, we're like, no, no, no. Um, you're going to be alongside people who you disagree with, just like you do with your sibling. Um, you're going to be so, alongside people who get on your nerves, <laughs> you know, doing ministry with people who drive you crazy, who make you mad, who hurt you. Mm-hmm. And then what? Okay. So that's the perfect setup. Let's, let's define what a healthy family looks like. Mm. So what does a healthy family look like? Mm. Does it look like sunshine and roses all the time? Or, uh, you know, does it, does it look messy? Yeah. <sighs> you know, um, I, I use the word messy. And I know you've used that. I don't love using that word. Yeah. Because for a lot of reasons. Um, be, I, I, when I say that, um, usually what I mean is the, just the, um, our imp- we're all imperfect. That's and exactly what I would yeah, think. Yeah. And I think there's, there is a whole kind of branch of churches out there that have this quote unquote messy theology. Right. And and so there's, and I find in those environments, there's very little transformation. There's very little healing because the messy, their messy church is we're just going to get in here and just lay in the filth with you. Hmm. Right. And so that's what happens in a lot of these church environments, um, unhealthy church environment. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about imperfection. (laughs) Right. um, That is a part of it. um, Conflict. That's a part of it, oh, um, absolutely. you know, pain and hurt of right. relationships and that stuff. That's just, it's just a part of our human existence. But what the, the scriptures do, I think pretty well uh, in the, the, the letters, Paul's mm-hmm. letters um, in the New Testament are really about all this church stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. about the messiness of church. It's yeah. about the brokenness of people and their sin and how they're trying to walk in this newness of Christ, but they're kind of a mess, you yeah. know, and, and they're kind of working through all this theology and Paul's trying to correct it and trying to bring it along. So to answer your question, um, I think you, what well, your question was like, what, what is a healthy family? Yeah, what does a healthy family look like? I, I think there's a commitment level. Like yeah. that's not a word we use much anymore. In fact, around here, like we don't even have a quote, a quote unquote formal membership. Right. Because we know so, so many people are just like anti-commitment. We don't want contracts. We don't want anything. <laughs> so anything that feels like that. But I think, you know, that's something that we've got to talk about is just like there is a commitment to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ that no matter how hard it gets in this world or in this family that we're in this together um, and... And I don't think that gets talked about enough, which no. is innate in our immediate families, as broken as they are. For some, not even for, for all. For some, yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, some people not. haven't talked to their families in mm-hmm. a long time. We live in a culture where it's really easy to just say, you know, well, yeah. they're, they're, they're disastrous or they're, yeah. they're toxic. And so I can't be around yeah. them. Yeah. When really, like, 
there might be a season for that, but the commitment to your family is still a commitment. Yeah. Yeah. And some of those environments, I don't blame them. Right. Yeah. You know, oh, absolutely. Like, wear me out in five minutes with you, let alone <laughs> living with you for 10 years or like having to put up, you know, so you know, I, I get the struggle, you know, it's you know, hard. And then being in that, like in those relationships that are toxic and hard, like there is still commitment there yeah. if you're truly family. And sometimes that commitment just comes out of prayer. Yeah. And, and I think because when we don't have commitment, we won't stay when it's hard, which also means we won't be shaped right. when it's hard. Mm-hmm. Cause that's when we're shaped. Yeah. We have to have the heart. We're not shaped when everything's perfect. Yeah. We're shaped when I have to forgive you because of what you said that offended me, mm-hmm. you know, that's, when I become more like Christ, yes, you know, when uh, you have to be patient with me because I'm being super annoying about something or like yeah. <laughs> OCD about something like, right. Patience is coming out. The fruit of the spirit is having to operate. And so I'm not saying let's go around annoying one each other to help right. each other grow. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but I am saying that there is that necessary commitment mm-hmm. to even see those things through. And it's only through those um, trying things and, and commitment that'll even make that possible. So I, I probably think that's the first one. Commitment. I would say commitment. And then that steadfast love, which mm, is basically, yeah. which is basically a byproduct of commitment. Mm. You know, like if you, if you're committed, even when you don't like the person, and come on, doesn't this just go back to Hosea? It really does. Sounds like we've got a, we've got a passage for the day. Right, there you go. <laughs> um, I mean, it really is. It's just that steadfast love that is generated from commitment because you've committed yourself and you said, no matter what yeah. I'm going to hold, I'm going to f- stay fixed to this relationship, to yeah. these people that are near me. I'm going to love them in spite of my feelings and my emotions towards them at certain times. Yeah. And our identity starts in, in Christ, like in yep. who we are as sons and daughters, but then it's expanded to, I have an identity within mm-hmm. this family in yes. this local community and that, that I'm a part of this family. Mm-hmm. And so, um, there, there, that was a huge thing in the ancient world and the ancient church was group identity. Mm-hmm. Um, if, I mean, that's why Jesus eating with sinners was yep. a big deal in their culture because people of different economic statuses did not eat together. People of, right. that were looked down on society. If you ate with them, then you became a part of their group. Mm-hmm. Like you, like socially, like you went down a notch, like you went down three notches or whatever. Well, it's like the identity of leprosy, you know, like if you went and had dinner don't, with someone. Don't get on my sermon this weekend. Oh gosh, yeah. it doesn't, that no, all go ahead. always go down. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's the, it's the idea of like leprosy. Like if you, if you have lunch with a leper, you're no longer clean. Like, and it's this mm-hmm. idea, especially for the, the Hebrews and the Israelites, like, they strove for cleanliness. Mm-hmm. And if they attached themselves to something or someone who was unclean, then they became unclean. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's that connection. And yeah, there's all these purity laws mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. So, so I think finding ourselves connected to that, that group identity to mm-hmm. the family of God is so huge. And, and I think that's a real struggle for people that in our um, society in which we want everything made to order and um, we want to, I mean, there's a lot of church shopping and hopping, mm-hmm. particularly uh, depending on which culture you're in um, here in the South, that's popular. If you're in more rural areas, you got a lot less options to do yeah. that. If you're in other parts of the world, you, you don't see that quite as much, but, but even I've, I've been down in the slums of, of Kenya, Africa and you know, people do that too, you know? Yeah. And, and it becomes super unhealthy because that commitment's not there. You can't flourish in those things. But also, we, we never have a group identity. Right. We, we never have a sense of a family that takes time to develop. I, I think about, because so many people, they've come in, they've been Christians, but they've most of them, when they come in here, they've been spiritual orphans for a long time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you think about, a child who's been adopted into a healthy family, how many years does it take them to begin to see this as this is my family? And then I find people who after a year, they're like, oh, I just didn't connect and I didn't, 
you know, I never found my identity. I'm like, well, you've been here like a minute and you came like, <laughs> you know, half the weekends out of the year and you didn't stay long to hang out with anybody. You didn't ask anybody out to dinner. You right. didn't, you didn't, you make, didn't try. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not throwing it back on them, but I'm also saying like, we've got to have a responsibility and it, just to keep the conversation going. I think that's a huge thing within family is a responsibility. Absolutely. Commitment, steadfast love. I think responsibility is a huge one. In fact, I started writing a book like 10 years ago that I'll finish one day. Um, And it's about responsibility within a worshiping community and how Mm. we have responsibility to one another and within the body to explore our callings and to be useful in them to those around us. And so... Um, yeah, so I think responsibility is another huge one. I'm just like we... Well, and we talked about last week, we talked about the faith versus works mm-hmm. dilemma. But what we're looking here now, our responsibility within the body of Christ has nothing to do with our salvation and everything to do with our relationship with Christ mm-hmm. ongoing. Yeah. You know, it's that pursuit of obedience. And if we are pursuing obedience, then all of the things are going to come together that need to come together. Yeah. But when we are lacking in our responsibility, if we're not taking responsibility, then everything diminishes. And so all of those relationships, all of that desire for relationship is all going to go to the wayside. We're not going to be, we're not going to have those relationships that we need in order to grow. Yeah. I think another one, um, because this list could probably be pretty long as we get into just what's a healthy family, but I think we've hit on some really big ones that don't get talked about a lot. Yeah. The steadfast love probably gets talked about. Oh yeah. Well, that's the nice part. Yeah. So no, but it's important. (laughs) I mean, it's indispensable. Absolutely. Um, Commitment and responsibility, I think are huge. And, and I, I I just had it and I just, (laughs) I just lost, (laughs) just lost my train of thought. Um, Oh gosh, you're going to have to save me because my brain just completely <laughs> went, but yeah. Commitment, responsibility. It's it's that quick. It's That's okay. how you know we're not doing this with notes because then we would not be. <laughs> we would have all of this written yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> we would have it all written out. It's real like it, just <laughs> regular conversation where you lose your train of thought. That's what this, this is. is. This is have this is what it's like to have a conversation with Kyle and Jackie. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's uh anyway, so yeah, I don't know where where I I was going, but um okay, so let's let's re- recap real quick. So we yeah. have commitment, steadfast love, responsibility. Yeah. Um what's what was the next one? I, I, was, I don't know. I had one that was like so pertinent for um our our time, but anyway, we may want to Okay. So, within all of that, this past Sunday we talked about exhortation. Mm-hmm. And exhortation being big fancy church word, yeah, a big fancy <laughs> church word that makes you like a coach. Christianese, yeah. <laughs> and so really, what we're talking about when we're talking about exhortation is just the loving correction and encouragement that comes being in relationship with other believers. Yeah, um, it's our it is our responsibility as believers. It's a part of the discipleship process. That makes a, makes exhortation so imperative to the growth and um, development of believers mm-hmm. in the body of Christ. And so exhortation is not easy all the time mm-hmm. because there are times when we have to say, hey, what you're doing is not exactly right. Yeah. So how do you personally walk out these things? How do you? Yeah, I I feel like, yeah. I don't know that it's a, a spiritual gift, but it is a calling for me. Um, I think it's becoming, you know, I, it, it's funny, like how this whole spiritual gifts thing or whatever, how they end up flowing in your life. It's like they get going and then get going. Yep. You get some traction in them and you that's how you grow in them. That's not like a, here I am and it's yeah. all, all ready to go. Um because really the three elements that I, I highlighted this weekend of exhortation is encouragement. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a huge part of yes. exhortation, right? Just bringing the right encouraging word, the right scripture along to someone um, to just lift their spirits and, and show that love, right? To Absolutely. Be, you know, and, and, and taking that responsibility to build others up and, and, and show that. Um, especially when it's hard, you know, because people don't, when they need it the most and when they um and when that yeah they, they they really need it and so starting with encouragement and that's that's a good part of exhortation it's probably 50 
percent of it, you know, sixty yeah. percent of exhortation is just encouragement. And then I think there's probably another, you know, twenty five percent or or so, thirty percent. What did I say? I said say sixty percent. I think it's probably sixty <laughs> percent. The math might not add up here. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, I've done that before. We just did something not too long ago, and the math did not add up. Whatever it was, I, I kind of put the numbers together. We're gonna but be at one hundred twenty percent. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I give all you have, 112%. Uh, so let's say it's like 60% encouragement. And then I think exhortation is probably 30% like testimony. Mm-hmm. of, and I, th- and, and I think if you see all three of these elements, you'll see how they actually work together. And it's Absolutely. not, they actually flow in the same conversation, right? As long as we're not trying to exhort people through text, which we do from time to time, but still like it's dangerous game Oh there. gosh, yes. Um <laughs> So like 30% testimony, which is just like, hey, I remember when I was your age. I remember when we first got married. I remember yep. when I was at your place, you know, or actually I remember three years ago or, or six months ago where I was mm-hmm. walking through a similar thing. And here's what God taught me. Yes. I'm not trying to correct them. No. I'm not trying to be like, hey, you better get your crap together or else like it hasn't moved into a warning, which is the third mm-hmm. aspect of it that we're going to talk about. It's really just a witness. It's a testimony. And and really, when you, when you see the encouragement, 60%, and and the, the witness, the testimony, 30%. And then I think you've got this 10% that happens from time to time, every once in a while, which you actually need to slow down. And, and if, if it's built through relationship, which we're all about yes. here. Yes. Um, very r- seldom, particularly in our day and age, are people really open to warnings from random strangers, but through relationship, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> if, yeah, if, if, um, an encouragement is present and it's 60% of the, and then they've said that I've walked that before and it did not turn out great for me. When you have to bring a 10% of the time warning of like, Hey, I'm seriously telling you, this is a bad idea you need to get out of that relationship mm-hmm. now you need to make sure your butt is in church as often as yes. you can be like this is not optional i'm warning i'm like warning i'm bringing in that kind of urgency to it um and really that's what the scripture the text says like mm-hmm. we need to exhort one another you know as often as we can you know yes. the other hebrews passage is you know as long as it's called today you know, yes. three and 13 is as long as it's called today is more and more as we see the day approaching. So absolutely. Um, I know for me, there's a lot of times when I'm like talking to someone or, um, just, you know, be- I've always had this personality where people are like, just start to tell me things and I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. like it's fine. It's not a big deal. I appreciate it. You know, it, it makes me feel like I, I, I'm, trustworthy you yeah. know or at least look like look it you know <laughs> um but then god always will bring like an instance where i've walked through something similar you know it's never yep. it's never random in the end in the end god is like no i had a purpose in that conversation and yeah. and then i can share a story or i can tell something and in that there is some sort of like correction but it was a correction for me mm. But it helps them in the end, you know, when yeah. I've been corrected in what I was doing. And then, you know, because most of the time that. people aren't at the warning stage, mm-hmm. right? Right. Sometimes, right now, you just <laughs> need to hear this. And then when they get to the track, like, no, no, you got to hear me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so that, you know, see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, those have their places and you're not screaming at the top of your lungs urgency all the time. And if you're like that, and you're like 90, like of warning, then people are going to tune you out. You're not going to have influence with people because you're, you're, you're just kind of a scare artist and frankly can become a manipulator in that stuff. So, well, and God tells us they will know, they will know him by our love, like by how we love. And if, if they don't know that they are loved by you, if people don't know that you care for them yeah. and that you love them you're and the, cheering only, them on, yeah, the only reason you're even telling them these things is because you care enough about them to yeah. say, Hey, you know, but those things won't be heard yeah. if there isn't already a love framework established yeah. that they don't, that they know that they're in the family and you don't know that you're in a family until you are loved and cared for, Yeah, you know, um, when people come to the church, if something's going on, like today, I just took a girl to mm-hmm. pick her up from a car place because she was going to be stuck there. Like, yeah. 
I, I don't mind doing that. Yeah. I was here. Got, you know, the, I had the time. Like, I'm going to go do that because yeah. I love her. Yeah. And because of that, like, I've been given a voice in her life. Yeah. Not because of that one instance. Yeah, there yeah. have been other instances. Yeah, but sure. because because I've taken the time to spend and build relationship mm-hmm. and care. Yeah. Now I can say, well, the things that you're walking through right now, the frustration that yeah. you have, you know, it's it's momentary. And mm-hmm. you have to look beyond it. Yeah. But she would never hear that before mm-hmm. if I had never built that yeah. that time, yeah. like put in that time and built relationship. Yeah, and for sure. That first 90% yes. encouragement and just story. And that first 90% is imperative. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that 30% testimony is so huge mm-hmm. that I think, I think people spend most of their time feeling like they got to have an answer for everything. <laughs> yes. You know, like, yep. And really people just need encouragement and you know that says hey you are doing a good job you're hanging in there like keep your head up like you make this thing i think about the woman at the well when jesus is sitting there he's not like he doesn't start off pointing out all of her faults even though he knows them all he Mm -hmm. knows he doesn't need to ask her questions but he sits there and he asks her questions Mm he's like you know what's going on yeah you know yeah. and and as he does that he builds we'll a relation yeah. yeah he's like we'll get there don't worry you know that's my phone okay, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like an, uh, an electronic fart yeah <laughs> <laughs> think little i've things never that, imagined what an electronic <laughs> fart sounded like that's what robots fart sound like robot fart there we there go <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things in life <laughs> you gotta have little things in life oh, that make you smile gosh. yeah exactly <laughs> my my notification sound is that that for me sorry um yeah so so as you know as he's sitting there with her he's thinking about all these things and he's i i just imagine what he's thinking about like Mm. what is he what is his thought process and all of this because he's just asking questions like getting to know her he's like can i i want to get to know you so that you know that i care for you Mm -hmm. so that when you do see because I'm going to show you like you're going to, you're going to tell me and then I'm going to be like, yeah, that's not the way it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be, you know, but he doesn't, he, he never like slaps her in the face with it. And I feel like so often we think, oh, they need to see it, but we're not the revealers of truth. Mm -hmm. We're not the revealer of sin. We're not the one that shows that we don't convict people. The Holy spirit convicts people. Yeah. And, And we get opportunities to, to teach people. Yes. Right. And I think, We've just got to put in the time in order to build that relationship. And that's ultimately how we become, you know, disciple makers that we're we're raising up people and we are walking them through just the, you know, the error of their ways at times, you know, like, Hey, like you, you don't see that as sin, but it is, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and like, we we do need to talk about that. So, so it's just a pro it's a process, you know, um, but being willing to step in there and start that process with people is, uh, is huge. I think something that because we homeschool, we live in a crazy kind of messy life, you know, Mm -hmm. like um, I get to see a lot of my faults and I get to see them in my children reflected back at me. And I'm like, oh, that's rough. But something that I've I have been grounded in over the last few years is that there is no there is no like overarching right way or formula or um, most of the time right answer in discipleship because as I'm discipling my children I'll think they should be doing this and then God Mm. as we're having a conversation is like I'm telling you you better get off my sermon this weekend (laughs) I'm just telling you sorry it is it's I mean I'll go and give it to you because this isn't gonna go anywhere but I'm preaching Mark 1, and at the mm. end, Jesus, the end, Mark 1, 40 through 45, and he heals the leper, and it's the first leper that's ever been healed. It's a big deal. Yeah. And Jesus tells him, of course, the messianic secret, don't go tell anybody. And then he tells him to go present yourself to the priest. And I haven't even I haven't even finished my, my study on this or even typed it all out. It's just what's stirring mm-hmm. in my heart on this. And tells him to go present himself to these priests. And these priests, they've never done this before. And there's two reasons he needs to do this. Because one, he needs to honor the law. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or how I'm going to describe it this weekend. He, they, he needs to honor the process. Yes. 
of his healing. He's been healed, but he's got to work the process. Um, but he has to be seen as restored to the community. It, yeah. And, and what I was the, honoring the process is different for every single person. And yes. that's, this is where I was, what you were just saying mm-hmm. is like, there's a unique journey. It's not yeah. so like, if you'll do growth track and then you'll do this mm-hmm. and then you'll do this and then you'll magically become a mature disciple in 12 months, right? It's, that's not it. Like as much as mm-hmm. every pastor and leader would love for it to just work like that, <laughs> it doesn't. There is a unique process for everyone's heal. And then the other thing, he, other thing that's happening there is it's a testimony to those priests of, yes. of how God's changed his life to go back to some exhortation. It reminds me of my oldest two daughters. So our oldest is, an, she's an introvert. She is structure driven. She likes things to be the way they're supposed to be. She doesn't jump out of the boat often, you know, like she is not an adventurer. She is fixed, you know. Our second born is the whole complete opposite of that. She will like, she'll build a swing in the backyard out of twigs and rope and then like climb five feet in the air and try to like jump from it or something. You're like, what are you thinking? Mm -hmm. You know, she is the, she does not enjoy school. She doesn't like to sit. She doesn't like to, you know, all of these things. And, you know, so what the way I disciple our oldest versus the way I disciple our second oldest Mm -hmm. is completely different because I have to tell our oldest, Hey, you need to jump out of the boat. Like Mm -hmm. you've got to go stand on top of the swing set and jump off of it and quit being scared, you know, like get out there and do something. Whereas with my second oldest, I'm like, maybe you need to take a step back and think through what you're doing, (laughs) you know, like take a minute to process what's happening before you actually jump off of this bungee cord that is definitely going to break, you know, like so each person has to be discipled in a different way because mm-hmm. God cre- has created us each very, very differently. Yeah. And what I struggle with is not going to be what you struggle with or what the person next to me struggles with. Yeah. And so we have to understand that as we come into things, you might struggle with certain things and we cannot put that on other people Yeah. because what they're struggling with is probably not the same thing. Yeah. It's probably something different and we have to get to the root of all of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a whole different yep. That's a strain whole. <laughs> of things. Um, but yeah, I don't even remember what we were originally talking about, but it's been really good. <laughs> I know that. Yes. I know it's been really family good. and how we exhort family. Yeah. I don't, I don't even remember. I still don't remember the fourth thing that I was going to add to just the, the sense of family, but we'll just... We're going to have to have paper and yeah. start like taking like, yeah. When we think about yeah. it, yeah, for sure. Write it down. Cause I'm Absolutely. not, I'm not good at remembering either. No. Cause we'll, one of us will just be going and then, yeah. yeah anyway. You're like, you don't want to interrupt, but at the same time I got to get this. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so today we really talked about what it looks like to be a family, yeah. what it looks like to be a family of believers and what it looks like to exhort one another in that family relationship mm-hmm. Now we could go on for another two hours Mm -hmm. about like exhortation and how we love one another into correction and into, you know, spiritual discipline and, you know, all of these aspects. Right. Uh, can we talk about that one for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Are you about to close this? I was, but you can, we can definitely continue. Because that's when we, let's talk about for a second, discipline. And we're going to go back to that one in another podcast. Okay, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because discipline is a huge part of family. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, speaking of Hebrews Mm -hmm. says if, you know, um, in fact, I think in our Bible reading, this will be in here in a couple of days, it'll be this week, um, that, you know, God disciplines the ones he he loves and like, otherwise you're like a, you're a bastard child, you know, if, if you're not getting disciplined. And so I just think about that for so many people who have just kind of come kind of warmed a chair. Mm Mm-hmm. It sat in the pew, as they say, like, yeah. and they're the exact same person that they were 20 years ago. The, that's, that's frightening. Oh, it's, it, it, it's very frightening. And that, that text really says something mm-hmm. like if, if you, if you can't say, oh, God had to correct me on this in the past, let me just give us plenty of time, 12 months. <laughs> 
right? Yeah. <laughs> just give us plenty of time there. Fair right? enough. Fair enough. I'll go with you. Usually it's like every day, every week. I was about to say, you know, I feel like often. When we really start tuning in. But I'm just giving plenty of room here. The past 12 months, um, man, am, I'm an Ill, I'm illegitimate. Yeah. Like, am, am I, is my identity really in Christ? Am I really, am I in, in a relationship with Jesus? Like, I, yeah, think, I mean, we've got to, we've got to like wrestle that down in our own but heart. You know, and that's, that is, I think that is the core of our problem with our society in our Christian culture in America is that our idea of salvation is very wrong. Mm-hmm. What we view as we are saved is not actual salvation. Mm-hmm. And that stirs up a whole lot of other things, but <laughs> I'm just big smile on my face laughing. Cause uh, I know how, how deep this could go. This could go so I'm, other... I'm going to cut it off at we as believers, it's not just saying yes, it's not a prayer. Yeah. It is not a moment where we say, I'm going to pray and ask Jesus into our heart. That's not a bad thing. It's not yeah. something that is, you know, wrong. But that's not where salvation happens. Yeah. Salvation happens in the moment where we say, God, your will and not it's mine. It's the surrender. It's yeah. complete surrender yeah. to the God of creation. Yeah. It is saying, you know, I will, I no longer want my will. We talk often about how we have free will as believers mm-hmm. and we do, but we have forfeited we that. that. Yeah, we <laughs> we gave it up when yeah. we said yes to God. Mm-hmm. So we no longer have free will. And what's beautiful is he in turn... <laughs> When we're walking yes. in obedience, gives <laughs> yes. so much free will back to that. He does. Our, he really does. Like he, he's not, <laughs> he's not like trapping is us it, into isn't this. Isn't that thing. love though? It is love. Like, it's, isn't that commitment? It though? is commitment. Like, yes. that there's just this ongoing circle of like, he gives and we give and he gives and we give yes. and there's just this. And he has committed himself to us and we in turn commit ourselves to him. Like we love yeah. because he first loved us. Yeah. So we commit because he first committed to us. Yeah. And because he is committed to us, we we give him that. And that is salvation. Yeah. It's not a prayer. It's not a moment. It's a, it is, well, it is a moment, but yeah. it's a moment of surrender. It's yeah. not a moment of, yeah, you know. Empty words. Yes. Yeah. Um, or check boxes. Yeah, for sure. And the, yeah, this whole I- idea of, of discipline is, is a complex one. And I was really thinking about the different roles within the family right mm-hmm. we have um brothers and sisters yes. and we have kind of uncles and yep. aunts who or aunts who have gone before mm-hmm. us depending on where you come from and we we've got you know people that we we look up to as spiritual fathers and mothers in the faith and and i think having that that those different you know roles in the family is really important because you know, who, who's going to exhort us more than, you know, um, an uncle you yeah. know, or an aunt that is a little further along that not that much further along, but they're, you know, <laughs> further along. And, um, I think it's cool because my aunt is, I have an aunt that's only four years older than me, Yeah, but this year, even she, they are missionaries in Canada, so I don't see them very often. Yeah. But I had done some teachings over Pentecost online and she had been a part of that and people were asking questions and she had talked about reading through the Bible Bible chronologically. Something I thought about something, but it just had kind of gone by the wayside and she said that it had been life changing for her. Mm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this because if she said if it was life changing, like it helped her get through the entire Bible I'm going to, I'm going to give it a try. And honestly, it has been yeah. life changing yeah. to do that. But I would have never thought to do that mm-hmm. if she hadn't brought that up. Yeah. And that exhortation yeah, you know, has, has spurred on just an even yeah, deeper cooler, stuff, yeah. deeper study for me yeah, because cool. of that. And yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just find that we don't, I, I think it helps to kind of look over and, and, you know, like say, Hey, this is a Timothy in my life. This is a, mm-hmm. a, a person younger in their faith that's called into ministry that I can pour into and, and cheer on and, and be a spiritual father to. And, and just, I think, recognizing these different um, people that we have in our life really mm-hmm. brings... I know what it was. I know what the fourth thing is respect. 
And I think that goes go. to it is respecting <laughs> the different roles that people mm-hmm. play in our life and, and why God brings them into our life. And just, um, I think it's a, a huge thing with, um, valuing what every single person brings to the family of God. Absolutely. Um, and that there, there is equality among, um, us like it just cause they're an uncle a little for f- earning uh, further mm-hmm. along. We're so equal. Right. In the family of God, there's no hierarchy here. Um, I mean, there's spiritual authority, but that's not what I'm talking about right, right now. We're not talking about like church. But leadership. authority doesn't mean hierarchy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not the same. No, I mean, it's to in leadership in God's kingdom is to be a servant of all like that's, Amen. that. It's all upside down in God's kingdom. So, <laughs> Yeah, we we have these American ideals of what that is, but um, anyway, yeah, that 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 was one to kind of tie it in is just respect, and I think um, I think the cool thing about like the the different positions and the different relationships in in the body of Christ is that although you are a son here, mm-hmm. you're also an uncle for mm-hmm. someone else, yeah, and you are also absolutely. a brother. And you are also a father. Like, it's not that you are this one role or that you will always be this one role forever. It's that, you know, God is going to use you in multiple roles. But in order to be in multiple roles, you have to respect and listen and follow the exhortation of those who have been in those roles before you. Yeah. So that you can walk it out in such a way that would encourage and exhort other people. Absolutely. Sorry. I said I wasn't going to do sparkling water. And it's, oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to keep doing it because I enjoy it, but uh, it ends up being a little bit of a, a, a burping fiasco every time we do this. I mean, your so. burps are like quiet and they don't actually yeah, make noise, so you're fine. Respectful, as I was saying. You have very respectful respect. burps. <laughs> My phone farts louder than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your robot farts. My robot farts. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, Lord. Well, this has been uh, quite the enlightening a journey of conversation <laughs> yes. um, and well worth someone's ears. Uh, we'll see if it ever makes it to the light of day. But, I know. Um, anyway, it's been really good. I'm really looking forward to uh, just the coming weeks of this. It's always a good time to just be able to talk uh, life and theology and discipleship. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we are so thankful and um, that you have been here with us today, that you have spent some time with us and we don't take that lightly. We, we truly appreciate you. And we look forward to spending more time with you as the, in the weeks to come. Like, subscribe, share. We'll like, see. subscribe, share to this podcast on whatever fa- platform you are watching it on. Yeah. We'll connect it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You have a great day. <laughs>